Welcome to Imperfection in Training. I'm Priyanka. I'm Maddie. And we're just two 20-somethings somewhere out in the world asking, what is art? What is life? What is the, the universe? universe? Hi everyone, and we're super excited to be doing this episode for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, I'm really excited because we are talking about this quote from Queer Eye, which I love as a TV show. Um, it's it's one of my happy place TV shows. Um, well, specifically, it is a TV show that I watch when I'm feeling crappy and I need to feel better about things because I feel like it's super wholesome and it's very gay, which I love. But also the quote itself, I think, is something, is a sentiment I appreciate a lot. Um, so that's really exciting. And I will reveal the quote in a second. But the other thing that's really exciting is... Uh, Maddie and I are going to be disagreeing today, and <laughs> I feel like that is not something you've had the chance to witness yet. And you've not had the pleasure of now. seeing us disagree with each other yet. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a time, it's a time, and uh, well, it's good though because it was also funny because as as we were like charting out what this episode would look like, we both realized we were probably going to be um, disagreeing more than we were agreeing today, which is fun. So we don't really know what we're going to be disagreeing about yet. Like we have ideas, obviously, but so this conversation is going to be as interesting for us as it's for you. Yeah, I'm just fun, fun, fun. I'm stoked. I think it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So coming down to the episode itself. So the quote that we're talking about today is um, from season three, episode four of Queer Eye, When Robert Met Jamie. And it goes, maybe I need to stop telling people who I am and let them see who I am. Um, the quote comes at a super, super emotional moment, which um, I don't want to ruin for you. So go watch it. Go be emotional. Go ball like a baby like me. <laughs> and then we can be fangirls together. But <laughs> outside of that... Um, I think for me, it kind of brought up a lot of different things. Um, it w it like, just brought up a lot of complex and complicated emotions for me. Um, one of which was that I felt like it was talking about the idea that so much of the time um, we perform ourselves and we perform our personalities and we perform who we think we are um, or who we would like to be or I don't know, it's just so performance based. We need to show something for it to be real. And we need to show something for it to be valid. And I think, I feel like something I've taken a long time to realize is like emotions and ourselves are valid irrespective of any external validation and external demonstration of those things. And, but also at the same time, it also brought up a lot of feelings for me about trust and kind of fear of judgment and all of that where... I often hide parts of myself from people, which all I mean all of us. It's not like I do this myself. Um, like I do this solely. Um, but I, I will like hide parts of myself because I don't trust someone to see me as I am and accept that or see me as I am and feel like I'm enough. I spend all this time dictating my person and then feeling pressure to fit that description, especially because oftentimes people will fair enough fairly so be confused if i say i do x but then as it turns out my person wants to do y like myself actually instinctively leans towards y but then i've said i'll do x so i have to do x because i feel the pressure to do x and it's just this whole messy situation um, 
if this sounds relatable please let me know because i feel like it's a thing that other people probably also do but yeah (laughs) when i was seeing that episode i feel like i kind of felt very gently called out which was nice in that because it was named at me it was fine um (laughs) but also it was because robert was saying that about himself it wasn't like anyone was telling him how to be or anything I appreciated that, I don't know, that moment of, like, reflection. But also, the way in which they kind of brought him to that moment of kind of accepting himself and seeing that he was enough was a really special moment and exercise that I have also done that meant a lot to me. So, all of which are things we'll be going into as the episode continues. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like this is almost definitely a sentiment that a lot of people can agree with. I think it's really interesting because when Priyanka and I were brainstorming ideas and she wanted to do this episode um, as one of our, you know, still kind of like early on episodes, I like asked her specifically (laughs) to do the talking points for it because it wasn't a quote that particularly resonated with me, but it was something that like, I could definitely understand why it resonated with Priyanka just based on conversations that we've had, discussions that we've had in the past, especially in terms of, like, defining yourself to other people as a way to kind of, like, control how they see you. Not control, that makes it sound really negative, but as a way to kind of, like, preemptively determine how they're going to see you to make sure that they don't, like, misinterpret anything and also to make sure that they have like a very specific opinion of you because of very like specific information that you're giving out and so while that definitely manifests in like ways that are very very different for Priyanka and I it is something that I do somewhat relate to in terms of like I like get really uncomfortable if I feel like someone like knows something about me that I haven't told them. Maybe like they know from like maybe they're much closer friends with a friend of mine than they are with me or, you know, something along those lines. And so like they know things about me through someone else that I haven't told them that I'm like, oh, no, I haven't controlled the narrative. What do they know? Even though like obviously it's not going to be anything terrible or anything untrue, but it is like something that stresses me out a bit and I think this is also a big difference between Priyanka and I in that like we're both quite I think not closed off people but we get to know people slowly and we reveal ourselves to people slowly but we do that in extremely different mm-hmm. ways I think Priyanka comes yeah. across as someone who is extremely warm extremely open extremely friendly and I don't think I necessarily do I think that with me it's kind of like a bit more obvious where you stand with me like I think it's more obvious when we don't really know each other too well not that I'm like cold or mean I hope (laughs) but more just in terms of I think that it's like I think that you can tell when I'm feeling more reserved whereas I think with Priyanka and like this is something that I do in certain situations so again it's something that like I get but it comes out in different places um but something that Priyanka definitely does not to just like call you out here (laughs) is like (laughs) deliberately like being very open and very warm because it gives the impression that then like that's all there is and I feel like this is something I do specifically when there's like something very specific like 
mental health related that I don't want to talk about I'll make it seem as though I've been so open and like so vulnerable so then people will be like well that's 100% of the story and I'm like ha 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 that's what you think when actually that's like just the part that I'm like really comfortable sharing and the rest of it is like I'm not feeling vulnerable enough to get into that right now and I feel like Priyanka like does a does similar all the time thing for everything yes yeah yeah but more widespread and like I don't mean to say that in a way like it's not a negative thing you know like it means that people open up to you a lot and people feel super comfortable around you and people feel so like instantly cared for by you so there's a lot of really wonderful qualities of that um but I think that it also means that correct me if I'm wrong but I think it sometimes maybe leaves you feeling as though you're not quite as close to people as they think you are I think so. I think it's less that... I, it used to be that for sure. Off late, I don't think it feel it makes people feel like that because because the truth is while I, I do absolutely do that, I do abs- I am absolutely a ve- like very forthcoming as a person, very straightforward. So I don't think people ever question where they stand with me. I think it does often result in people thinking they know me better than they know me. Yeah, I think that that's what I was trying to get across, just not very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because I just, I'm way too straightforward for someone to think I'm thinking something when I'm not. Yeah, so I think that's totally a thing that's true for me where um, I do. And I think because the thing is, um, the fact is, me as a person, I am a talker, not a sharer, which can be confusing, which also makes, which is why, which is another reason why this quote really stuck with me is a, uh, I talk a lot, if that's not obvious. We just literally have a podcast here where you're hearing me talk, so that's one thing. <laughs> but um, but it is it is something where I will tell you a lot of different things, but I won't necessarily share a lot of things because I am quite an intensely private person. And it's... Which is what makes it hard is because then I will tell you maybe... And I think I do this thing, which actually I didn't I didn't actually know I did this until Maddie pointed it out where we were talking about something that that happened, something hard that I'd been through. And I would constantly say, oh, I don't really talk about this ever. I don't really talk about this ever. And Maddie never understood it because I was always talking around it. Um, and and then we came up on this time where one day I sat down and I actually like told Maddie like details about it that I hadn't told them before and all of that stuff and that's I think the first time that Maddie actually understood what it was for me to share that experience um, with words anyway as compared to talk about the experience if that distinction makes sense mm-hmm. um, yeah I think there's also yeah. maybe like a difference then in how this is probably kind of off topic in terms of like the podcast topic mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like how you and I define talking about something because for Mm -hmm. me I don't define talking about something like talking about the details of something for me I don't think I've ever really had the experience where sharing like the details of a difficult situation has like brought like the details of what happened has brought me closer Mm -hmm. to someone or has given me any kind of like release and I know that it does for so many people I know that so many people like when they're finally able to like explain verbally something that has happened to them to another person it like can be like a huge release or can be like a really 
vulnerable moment for them um and for me that just isn't the case and so I think that was another aspect of my confusion because I Mm -hmm. especially because like Priyanka would talk about her emotional response to this and how she was dealing with it and so for me that was Priyanka's talking about it (laughs) but for Priyanka that was (laughs) I'm talking around it I'm not actually talking about the thing um because we just like defined that differently and found we find comfort in different aspects of that right and it was also one of those things that was weird because Maddie and I are so close so they saw my emotions, they saw my feelings, and all of that was real and true and there already. There wasn't something I had to say. So it was so what I had to say was so little that that it was it was also one of those things where talking about what I was dealing with at the moment was almost easier than talking about what I dealt with when I didn't talk about it at all. Which makes no sense to anybody, and we're going to move swiftly on. From no, that. it makes a lot of anyway. sense. It makes a lot of sense, <laughs> at least like from what I know about like like possible responses to trauma. Like I think that that's a thing that a lot of people experience. Like I don't think that you're alone in that. I think that that's like a super super valid thing to experience. And mm-hmm. like I don't want to say like oh that's super common because that. I, I don't know, I feel like that could come across as minimizing and that's not at all what I mean. But I mean like no, it's sure. like it's valid, it's real, like that is a legitimate response and that's like it's okay, like it's not abnormal to like have that response. Just to put mm-hmm. it out there. For sure. Yeah, no. And I think and I think that actually is a perfect segue to like the point, um, one of the things that this the quote and this episode for some reason just reminded me of. I feel like for myself, oftentimes when it comes to emotions, and one of the reasons I talk about things so much is because because I'm not inherently a sharer. Um, people think I'm not excited unless I show it. People think I'm not happy unless I show it. People think I'm not sad unless I show it because I tend to be quite an expressive person. So people think if I'm not showing something, it's not there. Mm-hmm. And And so it's the sort of thing where... I've almost taught myself to constantly, constantly be showing how I feel about things or constantly show myself and constantly put things on display because if I don't do that, then it's not, then I've sort of somehow weirdly internalized in the last 20 years that if I, if I, if I don't do that, it's not real and it's not actually there. I've like, cause I've had conversations with people where they're like, oh, but you're always usually so expressive. So if you're not saying it or not showing it, it's obviously not real. Like, if I can't, if I can't tell you're you're sad, then you're not sad. If I can't tell you're doing this, then you're not this. And it's, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of crappy things from there, and that needs to be unpacked there for sure. But I was someone, and I have been someone who often will internalize that as a me thing, not a them thing, right. and will kind of take that to mean that you know I have to then tell them this is what I'm doing so they can understand what I'm doing. Um, because I felt quite misunderstood as a kid and a teenager, which obviously is super, super um, unique to me. Misunderstood <laughs> teens are not a stereotype or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I feel like that also like leads into the really interesting topic of like how 
we kind of shy away from our own like internal worlds or at least like society doesn't really encourage us to explore that like if something isn't like tangible if something isn't visible it's not necessarily seen as real or important I feel like that kind of comes into the like emphasis of like logic over emotion maybe that's a bit of a stretch but I feel like it I don't know like do you does that make sense I feel like it all kind of ties mm -hmm. into this no, hierarchy absolutely. of like you you need like empirical evidence to be able to like prove something is real mm -hmm. when actually like that isn't how feelings work and like what are we other like what are we other than our feelings really like what is our reality other than like our emotional response to it I know that's like a huge overarching statement and like I'm sure <laughs> for many people that's many different or that whatever <laughs> but mm -hmm. I think that it's yeah I think that like I can totally see like why that would like have I can totally see why that would potentially make you even like doubt your own emotions because I know that that's something that I faced in the past like especially when I've not been in a very good place I tend to really like um withdraw into myself and not be very forthcoming mm -hmm. with my emotions um even to myself yeah. like not even like even going to the point where I like block off like feeling my own emotions and I think that for a really long time like I thought that I wasn't feeling anything when actually it was that I was feeling things so deeply that I didn't know how to express them and I definitely like like I definitely found it hard I definitely felt like I was doing it wrong you know because like in mm -hmm. society like you said there's totally this idea that unless you're like showing your emotions in the way that those emotions are quote-unquote supposed to be shown yeah then they're not real and it's also like how is an emotion supposed to be shown like there's a million different ways of expressing sadness there's a million different ways of expressing any kind of emotion and to imply that you can mm -hmm. somehow do that wrong i think is really ridiculous yeah. no for, it completely is ridiculous and, and the thing is that it's like i think because of that at least for me, I know that's when the whole performance thing starts happening for me. It's like, then I have to like walk around mope with a mopey face and I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's like, even with falling sick, I know sometimes this has happened where um, I'd have been sick and I would have gotten something done. And so someone will be like, oh, if you really were sick, then you wouldn't have been able to do what you did. So you're not actually sick. It's it's so ridiculous to me. And it's like, and the, because of that, starts becoming harder to just let things be as they are and exist as they are and then I feel like and of course I think this is this may be potentially one point where we start disagreeing many for me I think I don't think it's actually super important to sit and understand every small bit and every small aspect of something um for me I, I often sort of think about whether something is productive or not not whether I understand it or not. A lot of times with emotions, at least for me, it's more productive for me to just be sad and let that be a thing and let it happen and not really try to understand and not try to unpack it all the time and like put myself through that sort of effort. There are times to process things for sure, but I think there are situations in which that's productive to be processing. There are situations in which maybe you just let the emotion be what it is and take its course and move on. And of course, again, I want to draw a distinction here between mental health and things like depression and anxiety and emotions they're not the same thing i'm not drawing any sort of yeah they require really different solutions yeah 
Yeah, and this isn't this just is not an episode where we're talking about things like that. And the, the prop, what becomes hard is it's not like these things exist independently of each other. They're quite integrated. And so if something applies and maybe something we say is something you want to try with regards to mental health stuff, please go for it and see if it works. But know that we don't intend to be I, I mean, I can't speak for Maddie, but I know they agree with me. Like, we don't intend to be coming across as dismissive towards mental health things because that's not at all what we believe or come from. Um, so just putting that disclaimer out yeah, there. Yeah, if anything, like, but, we just um, want to be really clear that, like, we're not, like, neither of us are mental health professionals. We're currently talking about emotions. We don't want to, like, minimize mental health things by implying that they can be, like, fixed or solved with the same things that can address like fleeting emotions because like it's just a whole other realm and so we just don't want anyone to we don't uh, you know what I think what it is is that like I never want to do the whole like oh my god you have depression but like have you tried going for a run like endorphins really help like that's not what we want to do (laughs) yeah I would love to get back to what you were talking about about emotions being productive because Yes. I disagree. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those times where Priyanka and I come to the exact same conclusion. I also agree. There are times to like analyze your feelings and understand them. And there are times where you just have to sit with them and just be with them and just exist. However, we come at this from such different viewpoints. I, I'm trying to phrase this nicely. <laughs> Um, I strongly dislike the concept of thinking about emotions as productive or not productive, um, because (laughs) I'm trying to (laughs) phrase this well, (laughs) um, I feel like the purpose of my emotions is not to produce anything. The purpose of my emotions, they don't need to have a purpose. They simply exist. And my purpose is simply to exist with them. And that's it. Like, I can create purpose from that, but inherently there is no need for my emotion to be productive. There is no need for them to do anything. Um, I can learn from them if I want to, and I can also choose to not. Generally, as a person, I tend to try to choose to learn from them simply because I feel like that is what leads me to grow and develop and that's something that I really care about. I don't like thinking of my emotions in terms of productivity, especially because of the connotations it has to like work and something being productive is the only way that something can be important and I think that important and productive are really different and I think that I feel like Priyanka and I like are come from the come at this from a really different view but I think that that I don't know tell me what you think but I think that maybe that comes from simply like how we're defining things and like our personal connotations to things I was actually just I was gonna say exactly that that I think it comes from our definition yeah and also I did want to clarify I don't view emotions as productive or unproductive I view myself when I'm experiencing said emotions as productive or unproductive but not productive or unproductive in terms of what am I doing for anyone else it's just like how am I able to be and is that productive for myself in terms of how I'm able to be? Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is again, like what we're talking about, like the difference in connotations. Okay, right. Um, yeah, I feel like I interpreted that in a different way, right? Which is so interesting because like that just goes to show that like even though that that was what Priyanka was saying, like I interpreted that based on like my own connotations of like what productive means. So like that was a really helpful clarification because I feel like I subconsciously 
totally like assumed that something being productive meant for the benefit of other people so that's also like interesting that that's an assumption that I have that like I should really mm-hmm. unpack why is it that being productive has to be for someone else so something I kind of want to like go back to the um quote from the Queer Eye episode um mm-hmm. because I feel like when you initially shared this quote with me um and like when I saw mm-hmm. it in the episode as well but I mean more so when you shared it with me when I was thinking about the quote in the context of you um Mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that it immediately brought up for me in terms of like the conversations that we've had and things like that is um, the times when you have like sometimes said like I'm like this or I'm doing this or I feel this or I want this mm-hmm. when it's actually mm-hmm. completely out of line Opposite. with what is actually going on <laughs> and it's like almost as though telling other people something that is like a way to tell yourself that and a way like something that I was thinking about in terms of this quote like in terms of the second part of it and let them see who I am like I think that's also like Mm -hmm. let you see who you are as well but yeah so I don't know if you want to like talk a little bit about that because I think that's something that is really interesting yeah of course and that is also that's that's kind of why this this quote meant so much to me because I feel like it spoke to me on so many different levels <laughs> and I was like wow I feel very acknowledged in so many different ways and it's weird mm-hmm. um but that is actually totally something I was thinking about as well um and and I thought of I actually thought of you as soon as I um you and another family friend of mine who both of you have have often said oh you keep saying a lot of things why don't you just go do them and see what you're actually doing <laughs> um and and but that's just it is like I think um I think for me it comes down to how I want to see myself versus just kind of accepting where I'm at mm-hmm. and so like I for example with me with I've made about five million jokes about being a comedophobe and that's something I joke about all the time and over the last five years, I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life and would constantly, constantly, this is just the easiest example because this is the, this is how we kind of first, this is how I first realized I was doing this at all, which is why this is the example I chose. Um, I would keep talking to Maddie about how my romantic life was so empty and how I really wanted something and blah, 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 blah. And I would go on and on and on and on and on about this. I really chewed Maddie's ear off. My apologies, my love. <laughs> Except every single time I had a chance to actually have a romantic opportunity I would never take it at every point I never took it this is five years we're talking about I mean and I'm not I'm not out here saying that like I was asked out or I was asking people out or whatever flirting with people on a daily basis not at all I've had shots I've had shots I've never taken any of them like not really because somehow because as it comes down to it it just wasn't a thing I really wanted to do wasn't a thing I really wanted because I was so much more focused on other things but because firstly but the interesting thing is like specifically in relation to this um in relation to romantic things it it came across like for me it's like I don't know it's never been about wanting to be completed quote-unquote by someone else because I don't know I feel pretty secure in the fact that I'm a whole complete human being all by myself I don't want anyone to complete me. I don't want to complete anybody. I don't want any part of that. Mm-hmm. I would like two whole individuals to come together and create a new individual thing. That's how I view relationships. Any sort of relationship, not just a romantic Can one. I ask you a question? Yes. Why is that like your first 
Like, why is that your first caveat? Like, why is it that, like, when talking about romantic things, like, why is that what, like, I guess I'm just confused because, like, I don't really, why would you assume that that, oh, that sounds really aggressive, but, like, why is it that you assume that wanting someone to complete them is, like, what is why someone wants a romantic relationship? I don't think it's why someone, I think it's what I hear all the time in society. I don't picture, I don't actually, like, when I say that, I don't picture an individual wanting that. Yeah, because I feel like it's one of those things that, like, I see a lot in, like, society and, like, media and stuff, but in terms of, like, people who I Mm -hmm. actually know in real life, like, I don't think I've ever actually heard someone say that. Like, I've only ever, I mean, maybe when, like, I was, like, 12, but I'm not really counting (laughs) that because, like, that's, I was, like, barely aware of myself as, like, a human, you know? But, like, do you, like, does, is that... No, 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 I, you're, the question makes sense, sorry, the reason I said that was because I suddenly had a thought about potentially, okay, wait, so I'll come to that in a second. Um, I think for me, it very much comes from, it's partly habitual, come to think of it. It's like, I'm so used to having to say it. Well, oh, no, 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 wait, okay, wait, oh my god. Sorry, this is very exciting. Also, sorry, all this is a lot of the times what Maddie's in my conversation sound like, where like one of us will ask the other a question, and then the other will suddenly have like fifty realizations at a shot and not know where to start with things. Yeah, it's and... a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try and do this. Um, okay, um, I that my that is my caveat. Okay, let me start with this. The reason I say that is because I'm afraid people will assume because I keep talking about wanting it that I want it because I feel incomplete Um, and I think the problem there isn't that I think people will think I feel incomplete it's that I don't want to be perceived like that Mm -hmm. um, because it's just not true it's just just simply not true and I think that like and I don't want to I I think it I think for me what I want to unpack there is less that I think people will think I'm incomplete more why I care so much that people will think I'm incomplete. Like, so what if someone thinks that? Mm-hmm. Like, what dif- what real difference does it make to my life? So that's one thing to think about. But also, um, so that's one part. And I think that that's just an interesting piece that's just going to sit there with itself that I'll figure out on, a, on another day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is that the reason I think it comes up all the time and I'm so worried it'll come across like that is because it's so widespread in mainstream media and society the way they talk about things and the way they talk about like so-and-so feeling complete because they have this person and and so I think there's a part of me that's almost scared that I'm going to find out if I do meet someone that I have felt incomplete or my life has been incomplete in some way and I never want that to be my reality Mm -hmm. um I never want to wake up tomorrow and be like oh who I I, I, I kept saying all these things about myself, but really none of it, like, none of it made sense until I met this person. And I feel like that is just way too much power for someone else to have over me. And I don't like the idea. And also, like, it's just a society thing. Like, it's something I hear so often. I feel like I have to, like, preface the fact that I keep talking about, okay, not that I keep talking about it, because that's a different thing, too, that I talk about romantic things. And, like, I feel like I have to preface it by saying I'm not looking to be completed or whatever. And I'm not sure why I'm so defensive about it. I think it's because I'm worried that, interesting, I think it's because I'm worried that someone can actually bring something that I don't have to my life and then that would mean that I was therefore less capable of living my life by myself, which it doesn't totally, it totally doesn't mean that, it just means, wow, I think 
these are my perfectionist tendencies also coming a bit to the front mm, that makes sense that makes sense i also um something that i feel like i have been thinking about a lot lately is this idea of like incompleteness versus like independence versus like self-sufficiency and I feel like for me like Mm -hmm. if I didn't have any relationships in my life with other people like my life would be incomplete I would be complete as a person but if I didn't have any friends if I didn't have any family if I had no social ties like my life would be totally incomplete and I don't think that's a bad thing I think that like The bad thing is that when it comes to romantic relationships, I feel like mainstream media teaches us that all of those other ties don't mean anything. It's only the romantic relationship that should create completeness, when really I just think it's like one optional part of like social cohesion. But yeah, it's just like something that I've been thinking about a lot that I just wanted to put out there. Like we are social beings and I don't think that I would not be okay mentally as a person or emotionally as a person if I didn't have any relationships or any ties with people. Like I do depend on people. I do rely on people. I'm not dependent on them. I'm not like, I'm a deeply independent person. I am very emotionally self-sufficient in many ways. And part of that is because I rely on people. I don't know, like, does that, maybe that's kind of contradictory, no, but I feel like sense. it's something that's really important to put out there because I think sometimes we think that, like, especially as people who have been told that, like, we can't be independent without, like, you know, a heterosexual life partner. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Like, I think that, like, one way of, like, not rebelling against that, but of, like, proving that wrong, rightly proving that wrong, is to kind of go so far in the other direction that we say that we, like, don't need any relationships at all, which, like, I don't know, like, for me, that's not the case. Like, I do need people in my life. Like, I need love and I need to be loved and that doesn't make me any less independent. And I, yeah, I feel like the problem is that, like, those other relationships are so undervalued. It's not that, like, we don't, like, yeah, it's not that, like, we don't need to, like, it's not that we don't need other people to be complete. It's that we don't need a romantic partner to be complete. We need a wide variety of relationships. For some people, that includes a romantic right. partner. And, For and, some people, that doesn't. And funnily enough, right, right, right. And funnily enough, I actually completely agree with that. Like, I don't, like, and you know this, like, I don't. I don't think for a sec- like I think it's funny in that the way in which I prioritize my, my like my friend the way in which I prioritize my friendships and family relationships and um, all of that is just so different and I th- I almost wonder just knowing my personality if because everyone always says you need a romantic partner to be complete I'm almost stubbornly insisting I'm perfectly complete without mm. that insofar as that I'm shutting myself off to the possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel Maybe. like there's also, like, I feel like also, like, the vulnerability of, like, opening yourself up to the possibility that your mm-hmm. life could be enriched by something that you don't yet have, like, is scary. Yeah. And that, I think, is a big, big piece of it for me. It's like, because the way I was phrasing things to a friend, I was talking about this with recently, he said it almost sounded like I was talking about FOMO, and he, he just, he was like, it's funny, because most because according to him, he says most people that he talked about talk to about this. When they talked about it, they would, funnily enough, they would talk about feeling less complete or wanting to feel more complete or whatever. Um, but he said I was the only person he had talked to who 
there was no sign of any sort of need for completion, but there was a sign of FOMO, which he didn't understand. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's like, I, and also like, wow, this is such a large tension, but I'm really enjoying this conversation. So I guess this is our conversation. This is our podcast. <laughs> but, but no, but that's the thing is like, I think, I, I think it's almost that I'm really too scared. I'm like, or rather I'm a bit intimidated by the idea that I'll, that someone that could come in and enrich it in a way that then makes me feel like, you know what I'm scared of? I think it's scared that if that thing goes south and if, which could happen, it's a possibility. I'm 23. Like mm-hmm. I'm not out here trying to meet the person I'm going to spend the next 60, 70 years of my life with right now. But, but then they will enrich my life in said way. And then if it goes south, I will lose that enrichment. Mm-hmm or enrichingness I don't know what the abstract yeah 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 yeah. that makes so much sense I feel like that's something that like I relate to a lot um especially like for some reason last summer um like I was like specifically having a lot of feelings about like like fear of like fear of being so um so in love with someone and so uh committed to someone and like having all of these doubts come up where like I was like really questioning I was like well I don't know what I would do if we broke up like I really don't Mm -hmm. and like it was really really scary for me to ask that because I feel like it made me have to seriously reconsider what it meant for me to be um independent because that's something that I have like defined myself by um Mm -hmm. And, like, it was really scary to have to confront those emotions, and it made me feel really, really vulnerable to have to accept that I was feeling like my life would be worse without someone, and I didn't know if that, if what this person gave me would ever be able to be replaced. But I think also last year I had an experience where I, um, I thought that I had lost a friendship with someone who I was really close to, and I think having that experience of grieving for a friendship and realizing that there wasn't any other person who could like fill what this person did in my life but I was okay with that like I could fundamentally handle that and I could be sad about it and I could really miss that person and be okay I think like gave me a lot of peace and also just a lot of like feelings in terms of I think it also kind of comes down to like gratitude as well like for me at the moment I truly believe that if I were to break up with um my partner I actually had a dream the other day where um it it was really horrible my partner broke up with me and then like didn't tell me what was going on and like wouldn't respond to any of my messages and like left me on red and (laughs) I woke up and I was like I was like "Ah, ah, ah, I feel so shaken (laughs) but I do truly believe that there is no that I would never regret this relationship and for me that's what gave me peace because I think previous relationships like I have gone through periods of regretting them and I know 100% that I will never ever regret having been in this relationship because no matter how distraught I would be if it ended like 
I truly do feel so incredibly lucky to have experienced something like this. And I feel that same way about my friends as well. Um, I feel like I've just gone off on like a whole tangent of like, oh my God, look yeah, at me, you know, I'm so great. But you know, but... <laughs> what I, I, for me, no, 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 but a lot of what you said is so interesting because I had, again, I had like six different realizations and it tied absolutely, all of this for me, at least in my head is relevant to our quote and where we started off with this because I think it comes back to a lot of self-perception versus the way other people perceive you and ultimately what this comes down to is what you said is like it's not just letting it's not just not telling myself who I am or not telling someone else who I am it's like letting myself just be who I am and seeing what that being Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. because I think I think um what it comes down to is that is that for me at least I I feel like I'm always what if I'm not this person that I want be yeah i mean maybe i'd be someone better but but also for me for example i remember you remember maddie you remember what i was like when my last relationship ended like it was there was a lot long wrong with that relationship there's a lot that was hard about it there was a lot that it was complicated it's a lot i don't particularly want to talk about my ex and i'm not going to Mm -hmm. but i remember what a mess i was and i remember how long i was a mess for um and the truth is I've had relation like friendships that have had really rough periods and we've gotten through them. Um, and I've also had to grieve different kinds of friendships and have definitely, and I've had to grieve a lot more than just friendships. And I, but somehow I just, romantic things are just complicated for a whole lot of different reasons for me, which maybe we'll talk about in our episodes maybe we won't i don't quite know how i feel about sharing that part of myself but um but it just it comes to this point where i remember what a mess i was i remember what the four months or five months the immediate four or five months let alone the last five years have been processing all of the various emotions that i brought up and the kind of truths that made me see and i think that's just it is like that I wonder if that's what it is, if it's that, like, that's what that quote also reminds me of, is that fear of maybe by telling myself I am this person, I will become that person rather than just like, what if I don't like, or what if, what if, what if I have to accept that I am someone who is more affected by romantic relationships than friendships? Like, what does that say about what I've told myself about who I am, you know? Mm. What does that say about who I want to be and who I don't want to be and how I want to be and how I don't want to be? And what does that say about the pressure we put on ourselves to, like, be a certain way? Yeah, yeah, that that is all so true and so well put. And I feel like that's a really good point to end with. Um, I know that yeah. that really resonated with me and I'm sure it will with everyone who's listening as well. <laughs> anyway... That was a very deep, like, at least for me, I felt very dug into. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for bearing with us. We hope you appreciated slash parts of what we said, disagreed, agreed. We disagreed for the first time in public today. So (laughs) if that was amusing to you slash potentially we've disagreed before but not realized we disagreed because that's totally possible, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah maybe like it would be really cool if you could share um a quote with us that resonates with you that would be really awesome to see i feel like quotes are really oh, great yes, because please. like they sum up feelings that are so complicated really succinctly 
they do they do because like we literally have talked for 45 minutes about like seven different things yeah i know <laughs> and this like tiny like one sentence quote like brought up all of this stuff so yeah if you could share us like a quote yeah. that you love or a quote that resonates with you that would be awesome and we would love to hear that and if you enjoy episodes where we kind of find like if we come across a quote that has had an impact on us because lord knows we have a ton of those and you enjoy like the conversation that it brings let us know and we can do more of those and yeah keep us posted we love you yeah okay so thank you so much for listening i really hope that you enjoyed this conversation i know that i really enjoyed having it and can't wait to see you again next week well not see you i guess magically appear in your podcast listening devices <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Peace out and much love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Imperfection in Training. We'll check in again next week, same time, same place. Until next time.